0: Welcome to the Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership Series Podcast. Each week, we'll learn from leaders who are driving change and making an impact. Now, here's your host, the CEO of the Youngstown Publishing Company, Jeff Leo Herman. So here we are with Chris Sammartino at the Moransky Companies, right at HQ, right? Yeah, good to, good to have you here at the headquarters. Chris, thanks for having us in. I'm going to start this interview in a different place than we normally start. let's talk about being sports dads
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, an interesting an interesting title i i'm i'm two-sided so i have two daughters and a son so i'm a dance dad for the girls okay and uh, and my oldest daughter is also in cheerleading and ursuline and then uh, my son is uh, involved in basketball and football and uh golf um but uh it's it's uh it's an interesting thing it's 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 just as competitive for the parents i think as it is for the kids and right you know when you have a passion for something and you want to see your kids do well um and you're at their events and you're cheering them on the 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 girls at dance always tease me because i'm the dad in the audience that's you know yelling loud and hooting and hollering and they say mr sam we could hear you every time (laughs) and 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 uh and I'm trying not to embarrass him, but I'm trying to encourage him. And then, um, you know, my son, same thing at basketball. You you want to be the one cheering loud and and uh, and not yelling at the refs, but sometimes it's hard to Can't do. Can't help and it. On the golf course, it's even worse. He's really gotten into golf the last two or three years, and. Trying not to tell them what to do, trying to tell them what to do, and I'm not, you know, really a golfer myself, but obviously I'm around it daily, and uh, it, it's it's a different it's a different approach, and you got to know where that balance is. I think it's like work; you got to know where that happy medium is sometimes with. The people you're managing or the or the or the kids you're cheering for and uh it, it's it's definitely a different thing
0: i think cheering is the key word right yeah. and so the reason i bring that up i remember when i first moved back to town you're probably one of the first people i met yeah as i i recall very specifically hilltop elementary elementary school i think our kids were on the same flag football team yeah and at that time you know the so the, there's a community building opportunity here right so you can be I see some of the dads, ganging up and and it's like ESPN. They're yeah. you know what are they eight nine years old? Yeah, <laughs> And they're up there and that's analyzing. What you say. The they're game. like, hey, it's
1: eight nine year old flag yeah, football. Right. This isn't the Super Bowl. Yeah. But
0: but you always I you you had a more you know especially you know just a observ- observational positive approach just kind of there for support and cheering. yeah right?
1: you want to be positive yeah. and you want to teach your kids the right things and you don't want to embarrass them but yeah um and you don't want to be that dad that thinks he know. if 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 that was the case i guess we'd be out there coaching or do well, whatever exactly and, and i didn't want to do that yeah. but I, I give all the credit to the guys that do do it and they put in a right. lot of time but sometimes you don't always agree with them but you know you yeah. have to go with it so
0: well it's interesting because because you know Sometimes I'm the type of sports dad that's typically off to the side with one earbud and listening to a podcast and watching the game (laughs) because I try not to get in the mix on it. You know, and once again, I'll cheer. Yeah. But I'm thinking that's I missed an opportunity 10 years ago. Well, we'll call it seven years ago to get to know you better Yeah. because I could have probably dug in a little bit. Hey, Chris, what are you up to? What's going on? Right. and yeah, sometimes you stay
1: in your own little yeah, bubble, see, and yeah. then other times it's it's crazy. It just, yeah, and you never know. You don't want to miss anything in the game, but yet you want to yeah. understand what's going on with others.
0: Yeah. And that, and it's you know, you obviously you could bring up work things, but then it's like, ah, we're done with work. It's, let's focus on the kids. So, yeah. ah, I just think about that building the business community, and there are different levels of connecting points, and we have a connection point, of, you know, with our kids. Right, yeah. they're the same age, same schools, right. and things of that nature. So. I mean, speaking of being kids, what did you want to do growing up? Like, as a young guy, did you? Uh... Yeah.
1: So it's interesting. It's kind of twofold. My my father had a local moving company in town for you know 20 plus years, and uh, I grew up being around that, working there during high school and and into college, and and was around it and and uh, you know lived it you know every day in the summer and and what have you. And I've always thought you know that's what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna take that over and, and it's gonna be mine and I'm gonna work hard at it. But um, the cards changed, you know, he, him and his partner decided to sell it and uh, it was a good thing for them and then that put me uh, into something else and then eventually, um, you know, into the car business, uh, you know, back in, in, that, in that time and Um, that worked out really well for me but you know even prior to that I thought I always wanted to own my own restaurant I always wanted to be in the food business nice which is you know crazy now because that's you know I'm in the food and beverage and hospitality industry and um, while it's not my own I you know you have to treat it like it's your own and and uh, I've been with Ed since day one with the Lake Club and we've seen that you know grow in the last 12 years and um, from all aspects and it's, you know, you have your own restaurant, you have the banquet side of things. We're doing, you know, parties and events and all that. So I like being involved in all those details. Uh, I didn't think it would be, you know, when you look at a young age, you see, you know, this restaurant owner and he's yeah. sitting there, you know, dressed up and he's hanging out eating and he's talking to tables and all that. But boy, it's a lot more than that. <laughs> you know, it's a lot more than just buying someone a drink and, and saying hi. It, it's It's a lot of work and Um, but it's also very rewarding. So
0: if you don't mind, just run kind of your scope off. So, you know, the, the scope of the things that you you just mentioned several
1: days. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I worked for my father for a long time during high school and that. And then, uh, uh, I was a Boardman high school graduate and then I went to YSU for two years. Um, and then, um, Bob Stackhouse, uh, his son was one of my best friends. And one day he called me and said, you know, uh, I think you should I think you should give the car business a shot and I'm like selling cars and he's like yeah I'm like oh no I don't want to do that and he's like why and I'm like I I, I just don't think that's for me and I, I don't think that I would like it and he's like just will you give it a shot and I'm like I don't know let me think about it and then you know I I figured well you know what do I got to lose so yeah. I tried it and you know um, he introduced me to everybody and 30, he went on vacation and 30 days later, he came back and he said, what do you think? I said, I've just been waiting for you to come back. I hate it. <laughs> and he said, what, what do you mean you hate it? I said, no one's helping me. No one's training me. No one's are they're, they're just, I think they think I'm just here like watching over things for you. And I'm like a spy or something. And he said, uh, walked into the office, called all the managers, slammed the door, went, went on a tirade and said, I want him trained from that day. You know, when people started to spend the time with me, they trained me. I ended up being in the car business for 17 years. Wow. Um, I worked for him, you know, for the first uh, four years and then unfortunately he fell ill and uh, ended up passing away. But I mean, he gave me an amazing opportunity that um, I started in sales and then he put me into the management program and then I was fortunate enough to go to work for the Sweeney family. And I worked for them for for 14 years in all different positions, and um, you know at the end I was obviously operating and oversaw both stores, and we had acquired Chevy and and all that, and um, and then you know Ed Moransky was always a great friend, and I sold him cars, and I knew his family, and he came to me one day and said I have an opportunity for you, and I said What's that? And he said <laughs> I want you to be my chief operating officer for the you know, for the food and hospitality side, which is the Auntie Anne's pretzels. Yeah. And then that was when he was acquiring the Lake Club. And of course, now we have rise pies as well. And I said, Oh, I don't, I said, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about pretzels and lemonade. I said, now I, I know everything there is to know about cars, but you know, that was in 2008 when the economy was tanking and the car business was skep- sketchy and, and you know and it was just uncertainty and i i was uh we were having our second child and uh and you know the hours were long and you know some of those things and i you know i said well let me think about and he said don't worry about the pretzel and lemonade side i could i could teach you that you have the the people skills that i need and i want and you know how to manage people and you know how to establish relationships and that's more what i'm looking for and so I went home and I talked to my wife. We went back and forth for a month and she said, obviously, I'll support you in whatever you do. And I just said, if I don't try it, I'll never know. And if I try it and it doesn't work, then I'll go back to the car business. If it's, there's nothing in management, I'll go back to selling cars. Yeah, I have yeah. no problem with that. Yeah. But so, you know, 12 years later, it obviously has worked really well. Absolutely. It's been an awesome adventure. And, and I left the Sweeney's on good terms and I still talk to them. You know, monthly, yearly, and um, and do some stuff with them, and work on different charity stuff with them. Alexa's also on the United Way board with that I'm on with her, and and. Um,
0: Is there a consistent so, theme here? So, so hospitality, it's it's engagement, it's service, it's providing a great atmosphere. Is that, I think it it's seems people. like that's a yeah.
1: It's the people that and and that's people say, what do you miss about the car business? And I say. There's some things I miss and there's some things I don't, but the people is what I truly miss. I mean, um, you know, even from the early days of selling cars, you know, you would, Mr. and Mrs. Smith would come in, you would take care of them, you put them in a new car, they're happy, and you take care of them during the process, the next thing you know, someone's showing up out of the clear blue and saying, I'm Mr. and Mrs. Smith's, you know, daughter or son or what have you, and they told me to come see you about buying a car, and it's like, wow, okay, that's good. and. You, you sell another car and of course that was all commission based so it was about who you knew and mm-hmm. and how good you took care of the customer and um, and and you know this is the 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 side with that is you know very similar it's 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 different things but it's the people at the lake club it's the members it's their guests it's the people that are having the event and their guests and making sure we have the right team and we're taking care of that and then on the pretzel side and the pizza side, you know, it's all the employees. We have, right. you know, over a thousand employees on that side and it's making sure that, you know, they have a good place to work, uh, a great place and, and they have great opportunity and that they want to be there and that we're providing them the tools to be successful and, and you know, watching over that, I, I you know, I take that seriously. When, you know, when we lose someone or someone decides to do something different, it's, you know, could we have done something better right. did we do something wrong or we're not always perfect. But yeah, I think my whole gamut of everything was always tied in. I, I love being around people. Yeah. I love talking to people. You know, you're kind of either a salesman or you're not my, right. my brothers and sister, they're, they're in the education, you know, teachers and administrators and, and they would not, They they always say how different we are and we are because, I I love the sales aspect and the people aspect, right. and and they love the other side of it. So. Well, there's
0: a there's a, I read something to sell is human. So I think we all sell yeah. to some extent, right? Yeah, right. Because right. your brother has to take care of parents. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. the students. Just a so. different way. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So is there you know the hospitality food business? Um what leadership style do you need? Because that you know, that's a business like you mentioned, there could be turnover, you're yeah. probably dealing with younger staff members. You are it's, How it's, do you it's an deal adjustment.
1: With that? Um I've always you know, leadership wise, I've I've always I, I remember when I had leaders that weren't upfront, straightforward, that, you know, beat around the bush and it never worked out well. And you always I never liked that feeling of not knowing or or asking questions and not getting the answers. so I always said I was going to do it different. So um, I, I always say sometimes when I'm having a stern conversation with someone, I'm I'm always going to tell you exactly how I feel. I'm always going to tell you where I think you need to improve, or or what you did right, and I'm going to be your biggest supporter. But I'm also going to be there to tell you that um, you know we have to do it this way. You know I I hate to say stern, but I you know I I've, I've uh, I've been uh, more structured and more to the point, and I I don't think it's it's I think it's helped me, and I don't think it's hurt me. Um, but I I feel like it's a better leadership style to be up front with people and let them know exactly where they stand, what you like, what you don't like. I I don't believe in you know watching after them every single day right. and being on top of them. I think that people have to you know we have to manage expectations and we have to tell them what we expect but we have to give them a chance to do their job and and you know even ed told me a long time ago when i was first getting involved and asking some questions he's like you know i hired you to do the job and i trust you to do the job and if you have people under you that feel like you're not getting that aren't getting the job done then you have the wrong person and um, I've been fortunate enough to to have a lot of great people around me, and, and I have a lot of great people around me now. It's part of our success, but right. I think they know where they stand, and they know I'm always going to be there for them, and, you know, when COVID hit, you know, and we, we went to a more, you know, shortened down staff at the Lake Club, I was the first one to say, I'll be there with you in the kitchen to figure out, carry out, and the... Uh, and the uh, you know bag food and the and the see what we're doing and 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 uh, I think it's important you know it's all you know it's a cliche but it's that lead by example and I right. think I think your your people have to have to understand and see that from you and if you're just sitting back in the trenches um, you know I try to communicate with all the people in the field with our managers and and you know see what's you know a lot of times they'll say uh oh what did I do I said. It doesn't always have to be about that. Yeah, right. That. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, start laughing. I'm like, I'm just calling to check on you. Make sure, all right? What are we doing? Are our people supporting you? What do you need? You know, say hi. You know, hopefully, you know, come see you soon. But um,
0: is so. there a screening criteria so to hire? Because you agree, right? You set expectations. Yeah. And then you let people go. Yeah. So. Is the recruiting process or the screening process up front a little more strict? Because you probably hire a lot based upon culture, like fit, right?
1: Yeah, and the, on the pretzel side, you know, it's it's a little bit more difficult right now. You know, it, it's not a it's not a glorious job, and not every no matter what age you are not every young person or older person wants to put on a visor and an apron and a uniform shirt. And, you know, the, it, it's, a, it's a working position, even from a man, we always tell our managers, you're working manager, so you're in there making the dough, you're in there making the pretzel. Um, you know, the same thing with the late club side, you know, our, our, our key people are in the trenches and um, it's not all just, you know, putting on a suit and walking around and shaking right. hands, but um so yeah I mean I I, I think it it the, the the process is always a little bit different it depends on the position um but the criteria changes so fast because you know you're always trying to get better and you're always trying staffing is always you know has been our most difficult thing lately and it's trying to find the right fit for everyone and a lot of people just don't have the 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 great work ethic that mm-hmm. you know that's what's frustrating I think from the management side of things with people, my senior people under me that are leaders, it's, I try to tell them sometimes, they're not gonna do it the way you want it. They're not gonna be you. We gotta try to get them to that point, but it's not always gonna be that way and you gotta know when to adjust. And I think I learned that a long time ago too and you know, way back into the car business, like you would get so frustrated, then you just had to be like, you have to realize what you have and just try to mold that right. into something. And that was challenging but rewarding because they're just not going to do things the same way. But you just try to keep teaching and coaching and motivating and creating excitement and enthusiasm. But at the end of the day, I think it all comes down to if you have a passion. You have to have a passion for what you're doing. And, you know, as a leader, you for sure have to have that passion. And and I think your people could feed off of that.
0: Right, right. Have you seen – have you – Observe, say younger staff members that have you know stayed with you over time and you know it's interesting work ethic right
1: and so i hate to say kids these days no yeah i have some some great people that have worked at the lake club and are now at the office with us have graduated you know started in high school went to college graduated college maybe thought they were going into something else and went into something with us i mean we identified people and Ed and I talk about it all the time. Sometimes you see people and you're like, that's a good person. We got to figure out something for them inside our company. And we have a lot of different avenues and you hope you have something for them. And sometimes you don't, but th- there's, there's some people out there that just have that it factor. You yeah. Know, right. They, they get it. Hang they, on they, to they, it. Yeah. They're, they're hardworking. They're dedicated. They, they, they dress or look the part, their, their personality exudes, you know, confidence and um, they're not cocky, but they're confident. And, you know, I think the biggest challenge, you know, that we all have with some of the younger people coming up is that they want everything right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and we, me, you, you know, people more our age, we took every different step and we kept working and working and getting better and better. And, and we had opportunities, they just sometimes can't, you try to explain the big picture, like, they want X, but I, I can pay you Y, which I think is really good, and a great opportunity, but you have to give it some time, you just can't go from A to Z. Yeah. You know, that out of college, they just think, well, I graduated college, and now I'm here for my, you know, big paycheck, per se, and, <laughs> and sometimes that's, you know, the opportunity is better than you thought, but it's not quite that. But it, the, the carrot is there at the right, end of the stick. Right, right. So, yeah, just help them, yeah.
0: give them the vision, if you will. Yeah. I, I, I want to switch gears a little bit because you're actively involved with the United Way yep. and you're actively involved in giving back to, to the community. Yep. The whole Moransky companies yep. are actively involved. Uh, what do you see from a mentorship program? So mentorship programs are something that we're trying to cover quite a bit. The United Way has great mentorship programs. Yeah. What impact do you think, the say, the report card mentoring it's yeah, I mean, that, that's one in. of my
1: favorite things with United Way. I mean, I've been fortunate. I got in the United Way workplace campaign back with the Sweeney's. And then when I came here, obviously, Ed was very involved. And we built on the workplace campaign here. And then I was able to uh, join the board. And I've been on the board and, you know, served in a lot of different roles. But probably my favorite role is the report card mentoring. I just think that that there's so many... You know young people out there that don't have the same opportunities that some of our children do and you take that for granted Sometimes but when you see it and you're with them, you know You you instantly have a soft spot for, for them and 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 you want to to do more to help them and you want to be there to mentor them and teach them and give them advice and help them along the way and Uh, my wife's now a report card mentor, and we got a lot of different couples of of our friends that that we hang around that um, are involved, and and they were just like, the first time they went, they're like, they just like sat back, and I'm like, what's the matter? And they're like, this is so powerful. This is unbelievable. I said, I told you, it's it's not that you're looking for something to be rewarding, but you feel good when you walk out of there, and that's why I've been so passionate about United Way. I just don't and I said it when I chaired the gala and I and I spoke in front of the group. I said it's just not about you being here and 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 giving us X amount of dollars. It's about volunteering and being around the kids or the young women or or the young men and, and doing things to help them out. I said it it's it's gonna be way more rewarding for you when you see that side of things and we need as many people. And same thing with the Saturday day of caring, you know, my wife and I delivered food to some people in those first couple of weeks and we had our list and we were going, it was just, you know, it's eye-opening. Mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. everything's not just, you know, peaches and cream. And, and if we could just do our little part, you know, at Christmas, we do the Christmas tree and we go out and buy for the kids. And that, that, that's all, st- I, I just have been taught from a young age to, you know, do what you can and give back. And I feel like you know, we have some opportunities, and, and, and that's where I think, you know, in Youngstown, Ohio, and Ed preaches it all the time, more people can do more things.
0: I to say, do you think our community is invested enough, broadly I, I speaking, the, it, it's, or it's, is it's it some, the same it, people doing the same stuff all the time? It's
1: sometimes the same people doing the same stuff, and that's where, you know, I told Bob Hannon as much as I've gotten involved in United Way that I hope that I can get, you know, younger people when I say younger people people our age or and or younger to get involved and to take like some people just don't think about it. and again it's just not from a month mu- not saying you have to give you know x amount of dollars but you know come and see what we're up against and see how we can make a difference and you know you I, I talk about all the time in, in my very first you know year here we we did the Christmas gift thing and you know ed and his wife said why don't you and lisa come and you know to we're going to give out the gifts and santa's going to be there and chick-fil-a's doing food and coco's pizza's doing pizza and and we went there and we just walked out of there like wow this is unbelievable and then i got a call from ed like five minutes later and he's like we're making a difference just know that 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 we're making a difference and i'm like "I, i could see it and i'm in i'm in i'll you know i'll do whatever i can i mean it's hard balancing that time you know we were talking earlier with kids and you know spouse and and all that and work but there's there's still that there's that time there that that you could still you know do it. Right. and 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 I just think more people have to just take a little bit more effort and but the more you talk about it and the more you know you make things happen you see people like the night of the gala like I had like 10 or 15 people come up to me and say, I'm in, let me know what I can do and where I can be. And and we started getting some of those people involved and then they told some people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just think it has to be a constant communication with, you know, with what's going on and and what we're doing and what we're accomplishing. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of good people out there that can make a big difference. Right.
0: And especially the outlook for our region, we're going to need you know, we have to start today with yeah. kids, right, and middle school and high school kids, all kids from all parts of our community. We have so many employment opportunities on the horizon with all the development at Ultium Cells and Lawrence Tom Motors and TJX. There's huge, think, and,
1: that, and that was from a young age. I, I was one of the few in my class that, you know, I graduated Borman. We had, you know, almost 500 graduate, and they were like, what do you mean you don't want to go away? I said, I don't, I'm don't. i not going anywhere. I'm staying right here. Yeah. Well, why? I, I, I like it here. I love it here. I want to be here, you know? Yeah. And I had had a lot of jobs, you know, working as a valet at Tippy, working at Handel's Ice Cream with Lenny Fisher when he first bought it for Mrs. Handel, and she was still there, and washing cars and doing all those kind of things to put a buck in my pocket. But along the way, I was meeting so many people and making— didn't even know it that I was making so many great contacts, and that's what helped me in the car business. As soon as they knew, they were like coming to see me in the car business, and I, I just think there's so, 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 so often people want to just get up and run out of here, but then when they leave, they, they, they see it's not really so bad, right? And it's right. really a great place, and it's been a great place to raise a family, and it's been a great place to work, and you know, do my small part to make a difference and to make it better. And, um, you know, with YSU and being involved with that and, and, and United Way and um, all those different great things that, that, that you get asked to do and volunteer and help for it's, it's I, think, I think that's, we just have to continue to, to let people know that there is so much opportunity here and, and there are so many great things that people can make a, a huge difference oh, and yeah. kind of make their mark. Right. Do
0: you have friends that moved away that kind of check in and say, hey, what, like maybe they're thinking about coming yeah. back? Yeah, you
1: know, there's been some that have left and, and have been very successful leaving, and there's been some that have, uh, not that they weren't successful, but have eventually come back because they think it's a good place to raise a family. And mm-hmm. and there's, you know, a lot of people that I keep in contact with, like what's going on in Youngstown, you know, you know, yeah. this, that, and the other. And, um, you know, and, and so I think... I think they always know that it's their home, and it's a good place, and it continues to have its challenges, but it also continues to get better as well. So absolutely, do you know, we're going to
0: switch gears again, uh, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. Okay. The Brain Gain is a collaborative effort and we'd like to thank our headlining sponsors including Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoning Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. Also included are Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Moransky Companies, the Mahoning County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and junior achievement of the Mahoning Valley. All right, Chris. So you've had a, a long career, and you've seen lots of different situations. Uh, what, just because we all learn from our mistakes? What leadership mistakes have you made in the past that uh, were very instructive, and maybe something you could share with everyone?
1: Yeah, when I you mean, uh, from you, it? Know, um, you know. Uh, I had worked for the Sweeney's for a long time. There was a group of us that left for, uh, for three or four years and went to Pittsburgh. We actually worked for Mario and Michael Andretti, running some dealerships for them. Um, during that time, um, you know, we had some family uh, things going on, some issues, and uh, I, I let that get the better of me, and um, I got consumed with that and kind of took my eye off the ball. Um, so I, I lost that position that I had, which was a great, I was general manager of the dealership and, uh, worked for a great friend of mine who I still talk to every month and he's in Florida now. And, um, we always talk about it at the time. I I couldn't believe he was, you know, making a change for me, but at the time he was doing the the best thing that he could have did for me. And, um, I, I was able to clear my head. I went back to work for the Sweeney's. I started back in sales Mm -hmm. and I went back to them and said they said we don't have any management jobs and you've been a manager for a long time I said I don't don't want a manager's job I just give me a, a desk and a phone yeah I don't care where it's at and let me go do my thing and um, I was able to do that very well and, and set some records in sales with, you know, <laughs> selling 52 cars in one month and wow. having fun doing it and saying, oh, yeah. well, I don't think I really want to go back in the management. But then shortly after that, they said, we need you in management. And I, I at first turned it down. And then another 30 days later that we really need you. and 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 I went back into it and, you know, and then ended a, a nice career down the road with them. But. Um, but that you know taught me that you know it, it, sometimes you know personal things you just gotta manage those as much as you have to manage anything else and um, while it cost me a lot I thought at the time it was actually the the best thing for me and and put me you know back on track and and I learned from that and never let it happen again so
0: right no that's important you're right it, it's uh there's a plan right yeah. and, and- Plans unfold, and at the time, it's it's oh, how do you yeah. deal with it? But you're right; yeah. in hindsight, it all yeah. works out, right? Yeah. It usually all works out.
1: Some things you control, and some things you can't. Right. And but the things you can control, you gotta learn from. Just, them, so
0: yeah, let it roll and learn. That's that, no, that's great advice. I, you know, from from if you think about your community involvement and your commit commitment to really helping the the community. You know, get the things they need: education, technology, you know, basic, basic supplies. You know, we're we're we have the Brain Gain Digital Divide Gap Fund. We it's we haven't launched it fully yet, but that's where we're basically going to start fundraising to help close the digital digital divide, and just really once again, we have so many employment opportunities, and we have the population here, and and a lot of the effort of the community will be to. You know, focus on training, development, even upskilling. Uh, from from that standpoint, do you have a challenge you'd like to issue to to the
1: audience? And you know, just say an area you could see, like, boy, if we only could dig in a little deeper here. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to what we were talking about with the United Way. If I think people think they don't have the time, or they just don't have that that little bit of extra time to to be involved, and I think that there's so many smart, intelligent, passionate people out there in Youngstown, Ohio, mm-hmm. that they could make a difference. And I think there's that little niche for them somewhere. And I, and I think we have to continue to challenge them to step up and say, I'm in. Uh, it's, again, it's not about a money thing. It's not we need you to donate X amount of dollars or contribute you know, X amount of dollars. It's making a commitment, which mm-hmm. I think is the, they have to make a commitment and they have to be passionate about it and if they are, they can make a huge difference in our community and in and, and the people in our community that maybe don't have the same opportunities. And I just think it's so important that we have to continue to give back and, and, and there's not enough people that just take, yeah, it, it takes a lot of time. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of energy. And sometimes you're trying to manage your personal stuff and your business stuff. And then there's that other extra stuff. And, mm-hmm. but I mean, I. I think everyone can do it. They right. just have to put their two feet just, forward yeah. and do it. And then once they realize that, they're like, well, this isn't as bad as I thought. I, if it's one meeting or a couple meetings or it's volunteering here or whatever, I think they walk away again knowing that they truly are making a difference. They can make a difference. They will make a difference. And, and it, it could continue to get better for us.
0: Have you seen people that, Kind of come into volunteering. I don't want to say check in the box, but they just say, "Okay, you know, I'll come in and check the box." Who then have
1: been, you know,
0: really enlightened? Have you seen
1: that? Yeah, I've seen that. I mean, I think it goes both ways. Sometimes it's frustrating to be involved with boards and organizations or committees that it's like I'm not here to be acknowledged, and I'm not here for the title. I'm here because I want to work and get it done. Let's get it done, and and I want to challenge the people. I mean. Um, you know some of the things we do with United Way. I'm head of the marketing committee and sometimes they have a vision and I have a vision and they're somewhere in between. but I think it's my job to challenge them that no, I think we could raise more than that. like let's go at it from this way or okay, all right. And, and I just think if, if, if the, that continuous challenge is there that you know that things could be different.
0: right. Sounds good. Well, Chris, you've been very generous with your time. Really enjoyed learning a lot about you and kind of the impact that you guys are all making. So
1: I appreciate you asking me to be involved and continue to be involved and, you know, wish you guys the best. I'm a big fan.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today because together we're building a culture of entrepreneurship and promoting workforce development. So if you like what you heard, please share it with a friend and leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast player. Your feedback is very important to us. We want to make the show better all the time. And if you would like to give me direct feedback, email me, please. My email is jherrmann at business-journal.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. And lastly, would love to thank the members of the Brain Gain Coalition. Those headline collaborators include Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoney Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. And joining them are members of the coalition, including Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Maransky Companies, MCCTC, the Mahoning County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and Junior Achievement of Mahoning Valley. Without them, none of this would be possible. So thanks again for joining us today. And remember, together we are building a culture of entrepreneurship and promoting workforce development.